Welcome to Between Two Lips, a podcast dedicated to all things pelvic health for women. I'm your host, Kim Vopney, the Vagina Coach, and I am excited to share with you information from leading pelvic health professionals from around the world, stories from women at all life stages who have faced struggles and successes, and of course, I share a little about my own pelvic health journey as well. There is too much silent suffering associated with the female pelvis, and I am on a mission to change that. It's time we talk openly about a part of the body that deserves a whole lot more attention than it gets. Join me each week for casual and candid conversations that will both inform and inspire you to optimize your pelvic health for life. I'd like to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Feel Amazing Vulva and Vaginal Moisturizer. Studies show that moisturizing with hyaluronic acid is an effective treatment for vaginal dryness. Vaginal dryness is most commonly associated with menopause. When we reach menopause, estrogen goes for a steep decline, and so does hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is a naturally occurring molecule that our body makes on its own, keeping our eyes, mouth, skin, joints, and vaginas naturally lubricated. But our body's hyaluronic acid starts to decline in our 30s and 40s, and then more significantly post-menopause. There are other reasons that can lead to vulva and vaginal dryness, including the birth control pill, postpartum, overuse of pads and panty liners, certain cancer treatments, and some medications and health conditions. The Feel Amazing Vulva and Vaginal Moisturizer is made from hyaluronic acid and vitamin E to restore natural moisture back into the skin cells of the vulva and vaginal wall. It was researched and developed by BC-based pharmacists in collaboration with vagina owners age 35 and up and my good friend Shirley Weir over at Menopause Chicks. Feel Amazing can be purchased online without a prescription. This means you can take control of your vaginal health and apply the moisturizer as often as your own unique needs require without having to consult a doctor first. I use Feel Amazing, have been using it for several years and absolutely love it. I put it on right after my morning shower and it truly does feel amazing. No mess, no goo, just tissue support and health that I absolutely love. I've got a link in the show notes for you so you can get started taking care of your vulva vaginal health by moisturizing your vagina today. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Lips. I'm your host, Kim Bopney, the Vagina Coach. In this week's episode, we are exploring part two of my PRP adventure, So the last episode, I talked about how I even ended up down that path, talked about my meeting with Dr. Shaberi, my podcast interview with him, my in-person meeting with him, meeting Dr. Jessica Probst at Thrive Physical Therapy and Dr. Siddiqui at Razam, going through the treatment of PRP and the recovery process of that first appointment. And their recommendation is that you go for two at least a minimum of two treatment sessions. So in this episode, I'll explore that follow-up session. So that happened at the end of November. So it's about two-ish months apart and where I'm at now. The person who originally introduced me to, to Jessica and Dr. Siddiqui, she declined an opportunity to join the podcast, which is absolutely fair. I can tell you she has gone for five treatment sessions and she has, it's given her quality of life back. She, it has absolutely changed her life. And I am, I'm just so, so happy for her that, that she has experienced this. And and again, I, I believe that this is such a powerful treatment that could help so many others as well. 
it is expensive. It's the the time of going there. It's the travel, unless you happen to live in Washington, D.C., and, and again, the cost. So it's not accessible for everybody. And I do hope that some point down the road, this becomes much more accessible for more people. But it is a, currently a private pay. Maybe someday we even have insurance companies that would pay for this. Wouldn't that be awesome? So my second follow-up, very similar in the sense of meeting Dr. Jessica, having a very thorough evaluation and treatment. And she I didn't have her partner with us this time. It was just Jessica. She, we have a conversation and at least initially about what changes I'd noticed. We sort of ranked what sort of percentage I felt there was an improvement on various things. The squish was the biggest change for sure. And then she did a, a treatment session trying to get my pelvic floor in the best state possible for going through the next level of treatment with Dr. Siddiqui. She worked a lot on my obturator internus which is very tight and that's very common in, in a lot of people. And yeah, it was, it was pretty uncomfortable actually. I, not that like there are some parts of pelvic therapy that are not super comfortable and, and she was really wanting to give me the most benefit, I guess, and, and did a lot of work. And at one point I said to her, you know what, I think I've reached my capacity. And she's like, all right, done. And she was very respectful of, of me reaching the point where I felt like, you know what, I, I don't, I don't want, this anymore. And she stopped and we had a conversation. We got ready for the next, the, the treatment session in a couple of hours. And it was great. I absolutely adore her. She is incredibly passionate about what she does. She's an incredible therapist. She has so many tools under her belt. And we just had such great geek out conversations about bodies and pelvis and movement and all sorts of things. So I loved it, even though it was uncomfortable and I reached my limit to my capacity she she's awesome and i and i wish that i was closer by cuz cuz she just was she was so great and then it was interesting actually after that treatment as i was putting my clothes back on i felt like the beginnings of proctalgia fujax i haven't done an episode on this yet i will proctalgia fujax crazy name is basically fleeting rectal pain and this is something that i had started to experience probably 5 or 6 years ago out of the blue, just showed up one day. And it just, that's what it does, just shows up randomly. There's never really, an, uh, at least that I have been able to notice in my own body, nothing that really instigates it. Just sometimes it just shows up and I can feel the start of it. It's like this deep ache. And after the treatment, as I was putting my clothes on, I thought, oh, here we go. I feel like it, I'm going to go into a bit of a flare. And I told her about that and I was able to calm it down. It, it didn't progress. And sidebar, I was really thankful that I had experienced these before I had my rectocele surgery. Otherwise, I feel like I would have associated with my rectocele repair. But these had started well before my rectocele surgery. Anyway, it was able to calm down and it didn't progress to anything. So then I just I had about an hour or so to wait. I went and got something to eat, walked down to Dr. Siddiqui's office, did the blood draw again, and... Then went into the treatment room, saw Dr. Siddiqui again. Dr. Jessica came down. And again, there was an assistant in the room. Same thing, reporting on findings, asking how I was feeling, what sort of changes I'd noticed in my body, and then went back to exploring the different sites. So the, the cool part was 
some of the sites that he had injected the first time where he was, he reevaluated all of those with the ultrasound. And there were some, he, you could definitely see the change. There were some that there wasn't a ton, but there was also a lot where it was, he's like, no more treatment needed. It, it looks amazing. The tissue is awesome. So it was cool for him, for, for all of us to see the change that happened in the span of that two months because of that first treatment session. And so he explored different sites and, you know, made his analysis of where he was going to be doing the injections this time. The very first, the first treatment session I had with him in September, some of the most painful injections for me were the ones right by my pubic joint, kind of where my rectus inserts and attaches right at the front of my pelvis. And so I was really apprehensive about those this time, just because I knew they were, they were the most painful I had. And, and during one of them, the injection, it was almost like a, it was, it was painful as it was injecting. And then all of a sudden it was like a very sharp, intense pain. And it sort of made me yelp a little bit. So I was feeling quite apprehensive about that location being injected again, but they did sense and see that it would benefit from a little bit more. And overall, I felt like the second treatment session was actually more painful. All of them were more painful than the first. And I don't know if it was because I was, because I knew, (laughs) because I was expecting the pain. And I knew that that was happening, that I was a little bit more tense, maybe. I don't know if it was because I had a very, you know, really in-depth treatment session before with Dr. Jessica. I don't know. I don't know why it was, it seemed more painful, but it, it was. So it was the same in terms of the inject the anesthetic, then inject the PRP, multiple different sites around my SI joint, around my pubic joint, all sorts of different spots around my vulva addressing pelvic floor muscles. So all of that was the same. In terms of immediately afterwards, same thing. I felt stiff. I felt a little bit restricted in my my gait. I didn't have far to go for my hotel. I just kept, you know, laid low felt pretty much the same. Very achy, not enough that I needed pain medication, at least initially. Later on, I felt like the pain was a little bit more intense and I did take some Tylenol. I felt like the Tylenol didn't do a whole heck of a lot, so I didn't continue on. I don't want to take that stuff unless I absolutely need it. So I didn't feel really much benefit or change from it, so I just didn't take any more after that at all. So I felt like I was a little bit achier not immediately after, but a little bit later in the next day. Again, the next day I was on an airplane and going back home and same restriction, two weeks, no exercise, no nothing else. I was able to, you know, use my vaginal estrogen and moisturizer. That was all fine to do, but but no rigorous activity. Hey, I'm just jumping in to gently nudge you to put your pelvic health at the top of your to-do list today. I'm not talking about hundreds of Kegels. I'm talking about a whole body approach that addresses root causes and helps you get rid of your leaky bladder, your prolapse symptoms, your chronic low back pain, and your lackluster sex. My 28-day buff muff challenge has helped over 6,000 women stop suffering and get back to living. It's an app-based pelvic floor fitness program that gives you a 10-minute whole-body workout each day for 28 days. That's it. 10 minutes is all it takes. You will build your bones, your heart, and your pelvic floor in a way that is unique and effective. 
Participants are always saying that they have never heard of an approach like this, and they have only ever been told to do Kegels or to never do Kegels, but instead do reverse Kegels. Kegels are effective and do work when done correctly and consistently, but most women don't know how to do them correctly, so even if they are consistent, they don't get the results they want, so they give up. I believe the pelvic floor needs to be trained dynamically, with whole body movement, not with static Kegels done over and over. Come join me in my Buff Muff app and take the 28-day challenge. What do you have to lose except the pads, the symptoms, and the limitations? It's time to ditch the incontinence pads, eliminate bothersome symptoms, and get back to living. I have a link in the show notes below so you can sign up now and start buffing your muff right away. And now here I am. Let's see, this was at the end of November, so it's been about a month since the last treatment. And it's been about two weeks or so that I've been back to exercising. And we had Christmas, my basement where my office is, was being renovated. So I didn't, I I actually didn't go back to a huge amount of movement right off the bat, because I didn't have my normal gym close by. And it was busy time of the year. And being here managing a renovation. So I feel like the first time I probably went back a little too intensely too quickly. And this time I was definitely more gradual in terms of my return to exercise. So the first time I started to get that achiness in the pubic joint, as I talked about, that was not necessarily, it wasn't the right after the treatment, but later on I started to notice that I had some adductor, left adductor in particular. So inner thigh almost felt like a bit of a strain and some pubic joint tenderness And what Jessica thought, sort of hypothesized or speculated, was when she treated me that second time, when I went to see her at the end of November, she said my SI joint was really off. And she speculated that because of that, there was pull down in the inner thigh on that side as a compensation as well. So that made total sense to me. At the end of that treatment, I forgot to mention, she gave me, or sorry, at the end of this treatment, I haven't got there yet, she gave me an SI joint belt to wear and suggested that I wear it for the two weeks as part of my recovery. So I would say I probably wore it religiously for about a week and a half, maybe not the full two weeks. And so the the pubic joint pain that I had started to experience that first time once I got back to movement has not happened now. I don't have this sensation of straining in my inner thighs. I don't have the tenderness around my pubic joint. I don't feel the ache there that's gone. The this squish, I wouldn't say I've noticed much change from the first to the second, but the the change from the, you know, before to after that first session was really remarkable. So I didn't feel like, well, I guess I did think that maybe it could be totally eliminated. And it it almost is. Like it's very barely hardly ever there. So I would say there's been more improvement there. The other piece that I've noticed for sure is the with insert of sex, I can, I feel like there's more of a hug that happens. I feel like I, I have a bit more sensation and from an orgasm perspective and like a, a stimulation perspective, I felt definitely more, there was like a heightened orgasm for sure. I always had pretty good orgasms, but this, I feel like they got better and I felt like I had more, more arousal almost. It was more, what's the word I'm looking for? More sensitive. I think. So that changed. 
Side joint wise, I haven't been able to test this yet, but with certain activities, this is before the first treatment. So before when I would do things like maybe a one leg deadlift, I would notice a little bit of discomfort on one of my SI joints. And I didn't notice that it changed all that much after the first time, but I haven't been able to test it yet to see if that has changed with the second one. So that that is to be determined. And the heebie-jeebie, haven't explored it too, too much, partly because it basically the heebie-jeebie sensation for me is if, if, if whether it was my husband or a pelvic physio had their fingers right at the opening, not, not in and not out, but just kind of hovering there. And that really drove me crazy. So it's not the act of insertion that bothered me. It was the lingering at the opening. So it's not like I miss or ever really did a lot of lingering before, but it was just something that I just noticed that it, it, I hadn't experienced that before I had babies. So don't know yet if that one's gone or still there. I, I don't think that it's going to be totally gone, but might see some improvement there as well. And I haven't done a huge amount of high intensity activity. Again, it's only been a couple of weeks. And in that time, it's been putting my office back together and then Christmas and New Year's and all, all the busyness that goes around with the season. So I haven't had enough time to really see if there's much change with regards to, do I still feel vulnerable? Do I feel like I have more support? Given what I felt from an insert of sex perspective, I think that I will, and I will report back on that. But that's where I'm at. So that's my PRP journey. As it stands right now, again, I don't feel like my symptoms are anywhere near bad enough. And that that doesn't even sound like the right word to use either. I don't feel like I have symptoms that need to be addressed so much that I would pay for and go through the discomfort again at this point. Now, maybe at some point down the road, if I was feeling the vulnerable sensations coming back or more squish was coming back, I would definitely do it again. Right now, I don't feel a need to go and have a third or fourth or fifth or however many sessions for me personally. At some point, I do hope that there are other pelvic physios who will collaborate with regenerative medicine physicians and start offering this as a treatment. I know I was talking to Dr. Jessica and Dr. Siddiqui and asking them if they were going to be doing training in this. And I think that that is their plan eventually once they have more research and patience and experience under their belts. I think they would love to see this offered to more people. So I do hope that that happens. And for now, I I think it's worth investigating and maybe at the very least try the O-shot and see if that can help make any change for you. If you're dealing with incontinence that you can't overcome, if you have lackluster sex and not a lot of sensation, if you have a known avulsion injury, again, I don't think it's going to do much from an avulsion, but it could potentially help to some degree because the the locations that's being injected is is very limited. I don't think it would make a huge difference there, but but you never know. That again also is a cost. Usually the O shot is about a thousand bucks. So if I consider that I spent two thousand for what I had compared to to, to an O shot, I think. If you can, I would do the extra money <laughs> and and do the whole big shebang. But again, I realize that I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to do that. Not everybody has the the means or the geographic location to be able to to do that. So 
I recognize that that's not accessible for everybody. But hopefully in sharing this, it will open up opportunities for more people to get trained in this procedure and and potentially cost coming down as it becomes more available. That's the hope. And I think that's it. So with these, and once I have the blog post, I know that there will be a ton of questions that come back, that things that are probably I, I've thought about, but I didn't think on the spot to add them in. So I suspect I'll either do an Ask Me Anything AMA episode about it, or I'll just do a third part where I address the follow-up questions that come once I have shared these episodes and posted the blog posts with the images, no images of my vag, but just there's one of me laying on the treatment table with the four people in the treatment room with me, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but they were they were all amazing and just absolute professionals, so respectful, so intrigued also and curious about this and really excited about the possibilities of this therapy for so many things, but specific to pelvic floor, which is as anybody who's listening, usually you you know that pelvic health is very underserved and we have really cool opportunities in front of us. So so hang on, stay hopeful. I, I really think that this is going to be one thing that can ch- change the trajectory for so many people. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Dr. Shaberi. Thank you, Dr. Probst. Thank you, Dr. Siddiqui, Dr. Neva, everybody at the Rossum team and Thrive Physical Therapy. I'm, I'm really, really grateful to all of you and excited to share more about this and I've also asked Dr. Siddiqui and Dr. Propes to do a podcast episode with me. Hopefully, we'll be able to get them at the same time. But if not, I'll do a conversation with each of them so they can elaborate and share more about their experience and talk about some of the other case situations that they have seen with their patients, I think would be really interesting as well. So thanks so much for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Bye. That's it for another episode of Between Two Lips. Thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your day with me. If you are enjoying the show, I recommend subscribing so you don't miss an episode, and I would also be grateful for a positive review. This will help get the information I share into the hands of more people who may not even know that help exists. Finally, I encourage you to take what you learn here and put it into action so that you can ensure that what you hear me and my guests share is not just lip service.